0: Good morning, church. It's now time for God's word. I believe God wants to speak into your hearts and into your lives. So before I share the word of God today, let's thank him for this opportunity to listen from him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning time. We worship you. We adore you. We give you all the glory. Thank you for this opportunity to hear from you today. Lord, you give us revelation and understanding of your word. We purpose, Lord, not not just to be hearers of your word, but also doers of your word. Holy Spirit, you be our teacher today. Thank you once again. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We make this prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want you to imagine that in front of you is a door. And behind that door is the very thing that you need most in your life right now. Behind that door is your Miracle. Now this miracle could be anything from a, from a new job, a promotion, a business deal, a life partner, a breakthrough in your finances, or healing from a sickness, or anything else that you need most in your life today. And all you had to do was walk up to that door, knock on it, wait for it to open, and then walk inside to receive your miracle. Now is there really such a door? Yes, the Bible shows us that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then there is a door like that. It is the door to your miracle. And if you and I come to this door in faith and do not give up knocking on that door, that door will soon open and we will find on the other side of that door the very thing that we need most in our lives right now. In the book of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, Jesus said, ask and it it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now I want you to note the phrase in that passage which says, knock and it will be opened to you. God wants you to knock on the door of miracles. God wants you to pray to him, to ask him for miracles in your life. There is no doubt that God still works miracles today. In my own personal life, I have seen him work miracles in my family, in my job, in my relationships, where God has intervened and did something that was humanly impossible. And I'm sure many of you have experienced the same. So firstly, we must understand what is meant by a miracle, because there are some misunderstandings about miracles. In fact, some Christians claim it to be a miracle when it's not actually a miracle. Let me give you some examples. Now since we have the Euro football games going on at the moment, let me give you a a football example. So suppose if a football team that is not expected to win or do well goes on to win the finals. People say, "Wow, that surely was a miracle." Or they say, "It's a miracle they won the cup after all those years." But actually, It wasn't. They just built a really good team. They worked hard each time they played and they won. Or some people, they lose their car keys and find them after a couple of hours of frantic searching and say, it's a miracle I found my car keys. No, it wasn't a miracle. You just forgot where you kept them in the first place. So what is a miracle? A miracle, according to scripture, is when God intervenes to do something that is humanly impossible. And I believe that God wants to do that in your life in the coming days. So let us look at a miracle that God did in the life of the prophet Elijah that blessed the whole nation of Israel. And from this example, we can see how to really receive our miracle. In the book of 1 Kings, we read the account of when there had been a famine In Israel for three and a half years. And this was because King Ahab had turned the people to idol worship. So to get their attention back to himself, God had allowed this famine to take place. In order to turn them in their pain towards prayer and towards God. Now Elijah goes to meet King Ahab as we pick up the story in chapter 18 and verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass, the seventh time that he said there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea so he said go up say to Ahab prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain so Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel so if you look at the first verse in this passage we see that Elijah says that there is a sound of an abundance of rain but it hadn't rained for three and a half years and there was this terrible famine but still Elijah continues saying I hear something I hear the sound of a heavy rain and King Ahab is looking all around looking up at a cloudless sky looking and feeling at the heat And he's going, I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. Well, that's because his human ear couldn't hear the frequency of faith. You see, there are some faith sound waves out there which our human ears cannot hear. And here we see that Elijah wasn't hearing with human ears. He was hearing with the ears of faith. Now he could actually hear the sound of the heavy rain even before it actually fell. You see in order to receive your miracle it is so important to have the faith to believe something. Some people say well I'll believe it when I see it but God says no you will only see it when you believe it. So we need to pray that God would give us years of faith that no matter what the circumstances are around us that we can hear in advance the downpour of God's blessing in the middle of the famine. We need to pray that God would give us the eyes of faith so that we can see our miracle in advance even though everything around us looks like it's dead. Now, This morning, I would like to share a few steps that we can take in order to receive our miracle. The first step is to have faith in God's promises. Faith always begins with the promises of God. So in the case of Elijah's faith, we have got to go back to the very first verse of chapter 18, To really understand how he had that kind of faith, it says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. So here we see that God actually had already given Elijah a promise that he was getting ready to send rain. So it was now up to Elijah to believe God's promise or to not believe God's promise. You see, you and I have to make the choice whether to believe God's promise or not. I heard about a pastor who had a small church in the countryside that experienced a terrible famine. Now as the entire congregation consisted of farmers, they were having a very very bad time because of the famine so the pastor said to them next sunday i want you to come and we are going to fast and we are going to pray here at the church and we are going to really believe god for rain so when sunday came the church was full with all the farmers and they were all ready to pray for rain but then the pastor said we might as well go home Because none of you have any faith. And they said, what do you mean, Pastor? And the pastor said, well, we were supposed to be praying for rain. But I notice that none of you have brought your umbrella. I just want to say to you this morning, get your umbrellas out in the coming days. Not for the natural rain, but because you are expecting God to pour out his downpour of blessings in your life. But going back to Elijah's story, it is so important to see that he got a promise from God. And that's why it is so very important that we spend time in God's word. There are over 7,000 promises in God's word. And if you are not spending time in God's word, then you won't know what those promises are for you. You see, faith is always born out of a promise of God. And sometimes that's all you have. Some of you might be going through a terrible famine in your life and it seems like everything is going against you. Nothing seems to be working right at this moment. And all you have is a promise of God that God is going to get you through let me remind you today that's all you need your job is to cling to that promise from God your job is to hold on to that promise when everything around you is in a state of confusion when it looks like everything around you is dead and the famine is everywhere you hold on to that promise that the rainstorm is coming and God will see you through if all you have today is a promise of God that's all you need because remember God's promise and God's word they never fail the second step towards receiving your miracle is to express your faith through your prayers well we see that faith always starts With God's promise but then faith is expressed through our prayers the problem is most people do not pray enough we do not pray as much as we should because we think perhaps God will not be able to help us and we lack in our faith in God a lot of times we hear people say well I've tried this I've tried that we've tried everything else All that's left to do now is to pray. When actually prayer should be the first and not the last resort. I mean if we really, really believe that there is a door and just on the other side is the very thing that we need most and God says you can knock on that door and I will answer. If we really believe it, then we will pray. But when we get so busy with our lives, and we do not pray enough. That just shows that we don't trust God enough. It shows that it's all up to us. And we are the ones who are going to have to do it. Because God is not going to come through. But on the other hand, when we pray, we are saying, God, it's all up to you. So if we want God to do something that we can't do, that's humanly impossible, then we've got to Pray to Him and seek Him and admit that we need Him. So hold on to those promises and then pray in faith. But remember that our faith is only as good as the object we have placed our faith in. So if you place your faith in faith or if you place your faith in yourself or if you place your faith in another person, you are going to be disappointed. But if you place your faith in the source of miracles, that is Jesus Christ, then he will see you through. See, the whole point of a miracle in our lives is to be a sign to point us to the source of miracles, Jesus Christ, who we really need. That's the miracle we need most, a deep relationship with Jesus. The reason why a miracle is so beautiful It's not because of the miracle. You see, we don't worship the miracle because that's idol worship. But we must worship the miracle worker, the beautiful one behind the miracle. When you will look for your miracle in Jesus, you will find more than a miracle. You will find Jesus. You will find the source of miracles. Not only is he the source of miracles, but he is also the source of all joy and all fulfillment and purpose and meaning. And without Christ, there is none of that. So through your miracle, Jesus is actually leading you to himself. The third step towards receiving your miracle is to humble yourself before God. So remember, don't try to impress God. Instead, humble yourself before him when you pray for a miracle don't uh, act all spiritual a lot of people pray as if they are praying for other people in order to impress them rather than praying to God but God just wants you to humbly pray to him and just pour out your heart to him if you're mad at God for instance tell him pour out that emotion if you are frustrated pour it out if you are hurt Pour out that broken heart to him. God says, pour it all out to me. I want to hear it. So you come to him humbly. Let's go back to our main passage of scripture from the book of First Kings chapter 18 and verse 42, where it says, So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground And put his face between his knees. Here we can see the difference between King Ahab and Elijah. They both were experiencing the same famine, the same circumstances. But the pain pushes Ahab into pleasure, and the pain pushes Elijah into prayer. See, you have a choice when it comes to pain. You can do a million things to try to avoid pain, to cover up your pain. But when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you cannot escape from it. It comes right back again. But God says, don't run from your pain. Don't try to escape your pain. Don't try to deny your pain. But instead, let that pain push you towards me. So here we see that Elijah, he bows down, as if to say, you are God and I am not. And I, need, and I need you desperately in this pain, in this situation. The fourth step is to be specific with your requests. The passage of scripture from First Kings that we are looking at this morning is also talked about in the New Testament. In the book of James chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. So God first told Elijah pray that it won't rain because the people have turned to idols And I love them so much, and they need me so desperately, I want to get their attention. And I want to bring them back to me. And that's what Elijah did. He prayed that it won't rain, and it did not rain. Then God said to him, now I want you to pray for rain. So he prays this really simple prayer, God, please make it rain. And it began to rain. So what is it you need God to do for you today in your life? Be specific. A good way is to write down your specific need and note the dates that you prayed for your miracle. And when you receive your miracle, go back to your notes and write the date because we can so easily forget. So each time you are believing for a miracle, you can go back and you can look at your prayer notes And look at the instances where you have received your miracles earlier. And you can be encouraged. Your faith will grow even stronger. Because you will see that God is answering your prayers. And God is working in your life. So what is the miracle you need today? Be specific. Pray specifically about it. By the way, just in case you think that God answered Elijah's prayer because he was some superhero of the faith. And it's not like that at all. In the book of James, it says, Elijah was as human as we are. His faith was as ordinary and imperfect as our faith. But he just chose to take all of his ordinary, imperfect faith and place it totally in a perfect extraordinary God, a God who did extraordinary things through him. So we need to take whatever little bit of faith we have and place it all on God and expect him to work. The fifth step towards receiving your miracle is never give up. Don't give up until God sends rain. This is the whole point of this miracle in the book of First Kings. In chapter 18 and verse 43, it says, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. You see, Elijah did not give up when he prayed one time. Just think about it. What if Elijah would have gone up to the mountain, bowed before God and prayed like this, God, please Let it rain. You've told me it's going to rain. Please send rain. Then what if he had looked up expecting God to answer but found that there were no clouds? And then what if he had said, well, at least I prayed. It's in God's hands now. God knows what's best. So let's forget about it. What if he would have given up but he did not give up. He went back and he prayed again. And when God did not answer. He prayed again. He prayed one time, then he prayed a second time. He went back and prayed a third time. He went back and prayed a fourth time, then a fifth time, then a sixth time. He went back and prayed a seventh time and then God answered. Here's the point. Some of you have prayed many times but again you need to go back, get on your knees today and pray once more. Some of you feel like giving up. It's like, I've tried, I've prayed, I've sought God, and nothing happened. There's no rain, and you've given up. And God says, No, you need to go back and pray. Don't give up just before the miracle, don't give up just before the rain of God's blessing. Remember, it's always darkest just before dawn. And you may be going through a really dark time in your life right now. But I want you to know that daybreak is just around the corner. So don't give up just before the downpour. Don't give up just before the blessing. Don't give up just before your miracle. But keep praying until God answers. If he has promised you something, you can be assured that it will come to pass. So keep praying. Now why does God want us to keep praying and keep praying at times? Or Why is it that God says, wait, not yet, not yet at times? The reason God makes us to wait is because the greatest miracle is not the miracle God works outside of us, but the greatest miracle is the miracle God works inside of us. He wants to make us more like himself. He's teaching us to trust Him. He's building our faith in His faith-building process. See, sometimes many of us are not prepared for the rain of blessing that God wants to give us. And so, He's got to prepare us first. You may not be ready yet for the rain that He really wants to send, but He's preparing you. It's the pain that prepares you for the rain of His blessing. By the way, the greater the pain, the heavier the rain. The longer the wait, the bigger the wave of God's blessings. There are so many examples of people of faith in the Bible that had to wait a long time to receive their miracle. And they had to endure great hardships while they were waiting for that miracle to come. I do not have time this morning to go into details of their miracle receiving journey but I can name a few for example Abraham Noah Joseph it will be helpful to you if you will take some time to read their stories and see how they received their miracles and the journey they had to go through in order to receive their miracles and I'm sure it will bless you it will encourage you finally the sixth step towards receiving your miracle, is not to ignore small clouds. Don't despise small clouds. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 44 it says, Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. See, Elijah's servant said, it was just a cloud the size of a man's hand. But that's all Elijah needed because he said, it may be the size of a man's hand, but that cloud was created by God's hand. And God always starts with small clouds. God's greatest miracles start with small clouds. And many of us, we ignore those small clouds in our lives all the time. Instead, we're always looking for the big Rainstorm. We always wanted to do something big and great for God. And God is saying, I've never asked you to do anything big or anything great for me. I only ask you to take a small step of faith so I can do something big and great in you and through you. So keep taking steps of faith. Don't skip over the small clouds. In verse 45 it says, Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. So so here we see that the small cloud turned into a mighty rainstorm. God's promise had come to pass. The miracle was here. In closing, my prayer for you is that no matter what your situation is today, in the coming days, you will experience the downpour of God's miracle. As you knock on that door in prayer and with faith, as you stand on God's promise, humbling yourself, totally depending only on God, never giving up even when you do not see the answer and not rejecting small clouds and small signs, then that door will suddenly be flung open and you will receive your miracle. Can you say amen? I hope you have been blessed by this word from God today. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us and caring for us. Thank you for your miracles in our lives. Yes, Father, sometimes we go through a period of famine in our lives where it feels like we cannot see anything, we cannot hear anything, and it feels like you are nowhere around. But even in those times, we know that you are with us. Help us so we can stand on your promises. We can walk in faith. We can humble ourselves. We can be specific in our prayers and not ignore small signs. And through each miracle, you take us to the real miracle we need most, which is you. Bless each person watching this today. We thank you once again for your word. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Before I close, I would like to extend an invitation to anyone who is watching this. If you don't know Jesus, or if you have never accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, this is an opportunity to do so. He loves you and wants to lavish all His love upon you. He wants to have this intimate relationship with you. He loves you so much and he stands with arms open and he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Do you wish to accept his invitation today? If you do, and if you wish to surrender your life to Jesus today, then say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for this new life. Fill me with your Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Now if you pray this prayer for the first time and you are at church, please lift your hands up and one of the leaders will come and help you with your next step. But if you are watching this online, then please click the link which is in the comments section. Fill in your details so that we can contact you and help you with your next step. Thank you very much for being here today. Take care and God bless you.